This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Jetson's there, Billy Dead. The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2. Huddersfield. Oi. Thank you. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. For Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Hello and welcome to episode 204 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast, the 90 minute podcast with 22 minutes of football chat. This week, the Terriers pick up a seemingly handy point at home to the division's form team, but then for scores elsewhere to go absolutely crazy as Town find themselves outside of the bottom three on goal difference only despite being in the top half of the form table since Darren Moore's departure. There's a stand rename and also we'll have a look at social media and whether it makes the West Yorkshire Derby one of the more undesirable fixtures. And this week, joining me to look back on another eventful championship week. We have a man who likes to show up in Richard Kosmala and a man who likes to glow up in Jonathan Gillespie. How are we doing, chaps? Boys, Thank all you. good. <laughs> we're, uh, yeah, we'd have took a point, weren't we, yesterday when we started. And half time, I was dreaming big, Matt. Well, I was dreaming big, but yeah, quite a day, wasn't it? Quite. It felt like a massive game, didn't it? I know, not just because we were a derby, it just, it just felt a big occasion to me yesterday. I, I would kind of feel tense and, yeah, it felt good. It felt like, you know, something that we needed to, uh, you know, really get a result out of, and, and we did. But then, like you said, from three o'clock onwards, just forget my life, man. Unbelievable, that one. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. Right, as always, this episode is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, use our code of AHTTC10 for 10% off all of your orders at www.magicrockbrewing.com. And if you are from Magic Rock Brewing and listen to this podcast, please reply to my emails. Right, let's have a look at this match. Uh, Huddersfield Town 1, Leeds United 1. So Town's 
injury and illness situation flaring up again this week. Quite a few rumours and murmurs of several town players with a high temperature, including uh, Brody Spencer, who played through it despite uh, an apparent 100-plus Fahrenheit temperature the day before. Um, apparently the medical department advised him not to play, but in true Barry Evans style, he said, I'm going to do it anyway, and he started for us. Uh, Mikel Hellick made a warm, uh, very much uh, welcome return to the bench. Uh, Balka, unfortunately, still injured with that quad, and uh, a little bit of a surprise maybe with Danny Ward starting up top, but maybe that's how it is now under uh, Andre brighton Writer. You perform well the previous week, and then you get in, get in this side the next week. Uh, town lining up with a back four as well, despite Dom House and on the warm-up stating that it's the last thing you want to do against Leeds United uh, was to line up with a back four. Uh, no real no real surprises, Johnny, I don't think, in, in the lineup. Um, I think Matos not playing was maybe a bit of a surprise and Danny Ward starting. But other than that, would it have been what you'd have gone with? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I think um, I, I, I'm fine with starting Ward. I think if he comes on and score two goals, I think in the situation that Brian Wright is in, we're not a lot else to to go off really being so new into the football club it, it, it's kind of a bit hard is it not to start someone I mean, what more can you ask them to do um, I think Matos was was an interesting one the team sheet came out he, 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 you're flicking through he's an obvious gap he's an obvious player he's not in that 11 and then I guess when you think a bit deeper looking how he initially set up uh, the formation um, as a as a 4-3-3 he's kind of made a pretty much of a choice probably between Matos and Kasumu uh, and, and Matos and Hogg, um, you could probably swap out either of them. Um, I'd, I'd more say it's it, it's between Matos and Hogg, and I think okay, in a, in a, I mean, it didn't end up being this way, but in a, in a in a Leeds derby where you need that bit of experience, a bit of a calm head, someone who knows the football club, knows mm-hmm. the game, um, I can see why he went Hogg. Um, I'm sure we'll come on to why that probably wasn't the right decision in the end, but you, I don't think you can blame Brighton Writer for that. So no, um, it, it was good to see um, a couple of players in, in the squad who, I mean, we had, we'd, we'd heard rumours that might not have been um, fully fit. <clears throat> it's good to start with Bergsorg. I was thinking in a game like this, he's the type of Maverick player that we needed. Player who kind of shy away from a derby. Could do that a little bit different, can take on a man and to me just be a, a general nuisance. So as, a, as an 11, um, apart from the caveats I said there, um, it, it was a positive team and it's always nice nowadays to see a town bench where you're looking at and thinking well there's players that could come on and actually make a difference and make an impact as well which was so much of this season and obviously a lot of last season we've really not been able to say so no couldn't on the face of it couldn't really complain but it didn't quite work out how I ever explained did it so I'm sure we'll come on to that yeah, so uh, Cosy, um Leeds came into this game having won nine league games in a row, looking for oh, a... Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Card. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah, I wasn't aware of that. that was, did, yeah. did, did Sky know two teams were playing? Jesus Christ, their coverage were horrendous. I don't think so, mate. I've, seen, I've seen a few You're... things and Jesus, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, let's, be, let's be honest, though, a very good side who have been on fire this, this calendar year. Uh, lots of talent in that side and on the bench. I mean, you can pick a player and it's likely to cost more than our squad combined. Uh, they showed in the opening few minutes what they're capable of, didn't they, with uh, that quality sort of incisive passing move yeah. that, that carved town wide open and um, Lee Nichols makes a decent save from Somerville, but really you would expect a player like that to score, wouldn't you, from that situation? Probably a good save, Matt, to be honest with his knees, wasn't it, three and a half minutes in. Uh, yeah, it were kind of ominous when, it, when we saw that happen. I thought, here we go, just the space uh, that they had, uh, was it? No, that pulled it back. I remember pulled it across for uh, for him, but he just got in yeah. so easy. And I thought, 
I mean, that, that they always score early deletes, don't they? This part of this uh, 10 game, well, nine game run was, was about getting that early goal. So I think the, uh, yeah, I was, I think everyone was thinking, here we go. It's going to be a long, uh, long lunchtime, uh, but it really is, uh, yeah, Lee Nichols. I thought it was a good save, to be honest, Matt. I know what you're saying. He probably should have buried it, but it's... Uh, Miss it yeah, a bit, that, didn't he? Yeah, good I remember... Good save from Nichols, but yeah, he did sort of... Yeah, definitely. And you think, is that going to like set the tone? Is it just going to be one-way traffic? But as uh, you'll probably move it on, uh, it was not. No, I mean, Town started to force the issue, didn't they, after that? You know, Johnny, you mentioned off-air, didn't you, from sort of like the ninth, tenth minute onwards, uh, Town sort of got the grip, you know, got the foot into the game and they were never the, the dominant side in possession or anything, but town made sort of more running going forward, didn't they? And Jack Radoni has that chance, doesn't he? Sort of uh, let's, let's fly from range, which Melier saves. There's a flick from Radoni as well, um, which, which again Melier saves. And Sober Thomas sort of has a really good opportunity, doesn't he? With um, at one point in that move, him and Kasumu were almost two on one with the defender, Archie Gray and, and, Sky Sports described that as a, a phenomenal piece of defending by a generational talent or something like that, didn't they? Whereas for, I think, everyone else looking sober, Thomas just turns back inside straight into him when uh, uh, when he, he should be doing a bit better there. That Radona shot, that Bergsog flick were absolutely obscene, man. You know, what a flick that one, wasn't it? I just thought, wow, this is like really, really good. And uh, you know what? I, I was talking to a Bradford fan last night when I out in Brighouse and he said, mate, Watching other Sevilla leads were like watching different sports compared to League Two, and I think sometimes we get like when we watch the Championship, we we don't know if the standards are all that. But he said, mate, says even Huddersfield like look really, really good side and that as well. And this is coming from a, a chicky mate. So yeah, that chicky. that kind of that 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 beautiful flick, uh, yeah, Rodoni. I mean, it was pretty good standard save, but it's uh, yeah, he, he's got all the f- tricks, hasn't he, Dell? Cheers for that, Johnny. Uh, other Johnny. Sorry. <laughs> 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 right. Good turning back. But no, I, yeah, I think you're right. We were just saying, weren't we, that um, Leeds did start brightly. And I think we were very lucky, really. We, we, we weren't quite switched on. Um, someone let a, run, a runner go on the right hand side. I can't remember who it was, but there's an overlap which isn't covered and the ball gets cut in. And, and really, I think some of it makes a bit more of a connection with it. He scores, and then the game <clears throat> would have been completely different. But that wasn't the case. And then we switched on quite quickly. Um, and I think once we kind of got a bit of a feel for the ball, we had we had we'd have a reasonable spell. And I say it's a good 15 minutes where um, the crowd got whipped up. We were creating chances. Obviously, the Rodoni one was one of them. Um, the Thomas run was another one. And just looking at the stats for that first half, it, 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 the town were a lot more in it than they're kind of given credit for. The game then started to break down quite a bit. We had um, injuries from both sides. I know Leeds fans have been saying that town players spent most time on the floor but I think I don't think Ganotto used his boots all game he spent most time on his ass than to name a few so there, it was very stop start ref pulled up a few um, the trainers came on a few times it kind of just the rest of the half ran out pretty much like that but you flip through some of the stats obviously possession yeah okay we weren't in control but but Leeds are a team that like to control the ball they've got the players to do that we actually looked at the impact shots on goal it's five in five to one in favour of town corners it's five to two in favour of town so, Jimmy, we actually made more an impact on the goal than, than Leeds did in that first half. And I feel warranted the warranted the result as well. Um, and, yeah, there, were, there weren't just kind of shots from, from nowhere. Rodoni does test Millier. Um, the, the flick, as Cosie says there, um, from, from Adoni as well. Millier's got to get around again. Good position-wise, that, that does go in. But it's, it's a good chance. Another day, <clears throat> it could have gone in. And then, like, the Thomas chance again. I just think... From from watching it live and watching it again, 
it's more it's more the pace of the man who's on Kasumi really. I think prevents him. I don't think Archie Gray's doing anything other than he, other than he can do. I'm not kind of necessarily slating him, but there's not a lot he can do when you've got someone running at you. Then just try and block the space. But I think Kasumi the Kasumi passes. It's it's never blatantly on just because of the, he can't quite get that little bit of space. But if he could have found him, it would have. I mean, it could have been a good chance. But I'm not sure it's kind of like world class defending. It was more just trying to show him on one side and, and stay in front of him, which is relatively quite quite basic, really. Not to be too salty against a, a Lee's praise. But no, I think in that first half, we showed we showed the better. We, we were resilient. They didn't really create anything other than that first first chance, which obviously was, like I said, was a good chance, but nothing really else was created. I think we, we held our own against a team that, I mean, are, are on this run. But if you kind of ask who, at halftime, who was a better team, I, I don't think anyone would have been pointing to, to Leeds United unanimously. I'm mad with I mean, that, Thomas. Thomas, sorry, Matt. I'm mad with that, Thomas and Kazuma thing because Poz mentioned this morning. Obviously, remember him. Maybe might make a comeback on it at some point. But you think Thomas went for glory rather than passing Kazuma? I could kind of see if if it's Ward up there or you know Bergsock. I can maybe see like give it to a striker. But I'm not, I'm just thinking, mate. If you're going to do it, back yourself on that as well. And I kind of it was neither here nor there. It, it was it was such a massive chance with that, but it. I could kind of see him, if you're going to go yourself, he got to be more decisive than that. But, you know, obviously, Kazuma's was not renowned for his, for his goals and that as well. But he, he, he was just such a big moment with that. I was disappointed in Thomas yeah. there. And he's, but, there was, a, there was yeah. a moment earlier in them, earlier when Thomas had it higher up the pitch where he could have played Kasumu in. But I think it's Kamara, isn't it? it, makes, it makes, he absolutely sprints back with Kasumu and covers it when, it's a, when they're a bit close to the box. So the pass definitely wasn't on when they got close to the box. But earlier, it, it perhaps would have been. But... Yeah, I mean, he didn't want to go on his left foot, did he? That was the that was the issue mm. there. But it wouldn't be a Huddersfield game, would it, without somebody getting injured? Um, every, <laughs> honestly, every game I've never known a season like this. Well, apart from last season, um, but this time it's it's Yutanakiyama who gets injured after Jonathan Hogg wipes out Somerville, who then falls on Nakiyama. <laughs> Unbelievable! What it domino? And, uh, and, and this causes a reshuffle. And and sometimes uh, lately these. Injuries have worked out better for us, for us, haven't they? The Sheffield Wednesday game, both Radulovic and uh, and Healy both went off injured, didn't they? And you were thinking that we're absolutely cursed here. And then Josh Caroma goes up front and and scores twice. And on comes Michal Helic back from back from injury himself. And you know it kind of worked out quite well. But I mean the injuries, it's just it's insane, isn't it? I've got a question for you: How many ever presents do Huddersfield Town have this season? Ooh. Do you mean that? What's your definition other than the obvious for that? 35 league games. Well, Who's been available for all of them? Had, yeah, we haven't been. Uh, I'd so say none. Yeah, obvi- no, no, Rajoni missed one, aren't they? Yeah, your obvious ones are like Keeper, but he was out. Um, Matt Pearson's been out. Lees? Lees could be quite high on that list, I'd say. Out at the start. Out at the start. Um, yeah, zero, Matt. I'm going to go zero. Yeah, more than likely. right. Zero. Zero. Wow. The closest is Sauber Thomas. He's <laughs> missed one through suspension and one through uh, his uh, other half giving birth last week. So a big congratulations to Sauber Thomas on becoming a dad. It's the best thing ever. Um, but yeah, zero uh, in terms of availability. So that, that sums up uh, Huddersfield Town, I think, this season. Um, we just mentioned Michal Helic there and, you know, Town Town are on form. Radoni is the one who's who's tested Melia twice and he gets brought down out wide and he gives Sauber Thomas a chance to deliver another pinpoint ball, didn't he? And it's it, again Sauber Thomas's delivery was really, really decent, I think, for for the majority of the game. You know, really testing and 
you know, uh, and, he, and he puts the ball in. Danny Ward gets a header in. I think Melier makes a bit of a bit of a hash of it, really, and pushing it back out. And did you think I thought good his... save that, Matt? I thought it was a decent save. No, that. I thought his reaction afterwards to push it back into a danger area was pretty poor. But uh, and then he's and then Michal Helix on on hand for his ninth goal of the season, and you know, tweeted a couple of weeks ago about the top scoring town defenders, which which obviously Cosy forgot about when he when when he put that tweet out last night, didn't you, mate? Oh, mate, I don't <laughs> even drink anymore, so you can't even. It would it would have with that tweet it was good photo though wasn't it take the positives <laughs> it were all about the photo wasn't it that's what you were trying yeah, to get I should have just there, put the bloody photo on not I mean, any words yeah, your, your yeah, first Jesus. effort was um, back, um, your first effort oh did you see that I put that like, the wrong what? way around yeah. now that greater than all mate just ignore everything just admire the photo but just just coming on Alec mate it's not that he scores. It's just how well he takes the goals. Was it, let me get this right, was it the Middlesbrough game when he scored? Beautiful, quick feet. Or was it Blackburn? I can't remember one of them two, but similar there. I mean, the Leeds goal away it took well. The box, yeah, these are not like scuffs or, you know, anything like that. He it, it, it takes the goals so well. Like, I know it's near and what have you, but it's alertness. He, he just, he always seems like to me, like in a few, in a previous form, he was a striker because he just is so good to, you know, to be there as well. And, to be honest, it was because I, I was going wild like when we scored, and I didn't really know who'd scored, but I just had a feeling. I wonder if it's Alec again, and lo and behold, uh, you're charging off towards the cowshed loyal as well. But yeah, it's we, how good we are set pieces though. I mean, it's, it's it seems to continue for a few years now on that as well. And I know we we mentioned later Matt about bemoaning that, like the passing on the ground, but Wolfsburg Town seemed to be a really good set piece, uh, dangerous team, and we're so renowned for it as well. And there we go again. Sober Thomas, though, isn't it? That's that's where the the, the, the danger comes from. It's it's oh. sober in it, Johnny. Where they where the danger because when he didn't play the other week, the set pieces from Ridoni and Karama were just nowhere near, were they? No, and I think it's the confidence, well, isn't it? If you're if Jim, if you're Helic or, or Pearson, who seems to quite well deputise for Helic when he's not on the pitch when it comes to goal scoring, but he's gone back to his um doing second fiddle uh, yesterday. But you, you just know. Unless you play, if you play football at any level, you know you've got someone who can deliver the ball like that. You're just that bit more up for it. You're confident the ball is going to come in. You know whatever signal he's given, he's going to be back post, front post, whatever whatever they're looking to do. You know it's going to be there. So that gives you that little bit extra percent to think, well, if you get yourself there, you know you've got the best chance of scoring. And, and a combination of two as well. Um, the balls that go in, then Helix's ability to kind of do it. He reads it well, doesn't he? Make, make that impact, yeah. Make his run, his timings are really good. Is understanding where the ball goes because obviously the goal yesterday, the ball was well, we assume the ball was for Ward. Ward actually won the ball, it's a, re- it's a reasonable header as well. It's, it's, a, it's a decent chance. Um, but in fact, he, he's quick, he's, 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 he's still aware. I mean, it's that, like Cosy says, it's more of a striker's goal that because it's that instinct to, to, to run in and, and, and try and make an impact where he can make an impact on the pitch. I mean, if, if the keeper's saved it, the defender's not backing off and kind of thinking, well, I don't want to commit too much because I know if, if the break and leads do break quite quickly from set pieces, um, which is their game plan, because they don't, leave any man, they don't leave any men up and they just break 100 miles an hour. So that's probably the back of his head, but he's reading the play, reading the ball, sees danger quickly for anyone else on the pitch and then, and then slots it in. So like you say, he does have that he does have that brain as well to get there. So it's a combination of the two, but ultimately if the ball's crap, it doesn't matter how good... Um, of a header or, or, or read it, Pelic is because he's not going to get there. So we are to save the pitch. Like Thomas. 
To say the pitch were horrendous as well, Johnny, even better finish to say it was a horrendous uh, pitch, I thought, yeah. Yeah, I'm amazed he managed to connect with it, to be honest. It's all, all yeah, pitch, no, I it? thought it might have bubbled over his, his foot, yeah. I can't believe it didn't get called off like Valley Parade. <laughs> no. And Matt, then, the turning point, the, well, you're going to come out sending off, I hope, or I've had a knack of your uh, running order. No, no, it's uh, Jonathan Hogg's moment, isn't it? Where it's the gets... fans' moment, mate. Leads of fall. Honestly, it's, the, it's classic camp comedy for town, isn't it? I couldn't believe it. Leads, leads of falling. Uh, Oh shit, he's off. Honestly, just that's just town all over, isn't it? Just, just... Oh, Hoggy with the the people's elbow. I mean, I don't think anyone can <laughs> can disagree with with him being sent off. To be honest, um, second yellow card for the elbow on fur put. I mean, he looks at him twice, doesn't he? It's it's not like a, a big swinging clonk, clock or anything. But he fishes for it. He puts his arm out, and it's like, why why have you even done that? Um, it's not like he's he's put his arm up to try and jump or anything like that, and it's just it's just a bizarre uh, head loss, really, from from you know someone who you would expect to be the most calm player on the pitch. Like you mentioned, Johnny, you th- you know you, you, he's probably picked for his calmness over Matos, and then he's he's channeled his inner inner rock, hasn't he? And he's, he's dished yeah. out a people's elbow, and it's like what's uh, and I, I can't, I, you know, you can sit here and you can try and argue with the decision. You can't argue with that. It's, it's a second yellow. No, you, can't. you can't. And I think it's one of them where you, you might even get a red for it. Probably not given the speed of it. And it's not, it's not like a, a really malicious elbow, but it is an elbow. And even if you're going to do a straight red, you, you sure to, you, well, you won't get it overturned. Let's, let's say that. Um, I was actually really confused in the ground because I didn't clock the hog had been booked first because of the way that hog, no, I didn't. Yeah. um, tackle on Somerville and then Nakiyama being involved I just assumed A I didn't see block, clock the yellow because I was more cursing the fact we had another player down who needed I mean it was Nakiyama and probably going to go off um, but I didn't clock it so when the, when the second year on the red came out I instantly thought it was Kasuma and I was, I was just I couldn't understand what yeah, was I did. going on really. yeah, I did. Um, so I was really confused by it but no, it's like straight on Twitter at half time and you can quite quickly see that no town fans were kind of saying they were annoyed at the ref for that we were not ref for other reasons, but not for that. And when you watch it again, yeah, you can't have any complaints. And it's really surprising. And I'm not going to sit in and have a real pop at Tony Hogg because he's got enough credit in the bank. But it's just, it's a surprising to me. And I think, like I said, that's probably why I was on the pitch over, over Matos, um, where we are at the moment, um, was for that level head. And unfortunately, um, it, who knows how much it would have cost us, but I'm, I'm confident to say that it, it really did cost us. Um, luckily, not, not, a point but it, it, it yeah it, we, I think there's a real good chance we could have probably got more out of that so oh. yeah it's one of you were frothing weren't you I was raging, mate. I was absolutely raging. I think if that had been Tom Edwards doing it, there'd have been hell on social media, there'd been hell on everything and that as well. I think I think it's fair enough, Johnny, and he has got credit in the bank. You can't argue with that. We we walk past his mural every time we go to the ground and that as well. But yeah, I mean, especially when I mean Brian Wright didn't even have to say it in his presser, but that was the one thing that I kind of got messages loud and clear just a time for cool heads in a in a derby and he did what he did, but my foot, my phone were going absolutely nuts in my pocket about five minutes earlier. And I didn't know what was going on. And there were, I had about four Leeds fans saying Pearson, how oh, the hell he's still on the pitch. And I were thinking, what is, I, I couldn't recall kind of the incident, but whoosh, I'll tell you what, we got away with that. I think with on some of calf and that as well, but I think that's the most frustrating thing. We kind of got away with that and without, without no one seeing it. And then Og does that. And you just, Obviously, the you know we get the point and what have you, but he just wanted those. You just think get in there and 
I suppose anywhere on the pitch, I think it'd have been the same answer. But right near the benches, obviously, Fark and his team were all opened. He were only going one way, really. I, to be fair, I thought it would have straight red. It's, my eyesight's not right. Good, decided to kill the now on that as well. But it's, uh, oh, we're raging, Matt. I just, I just, don't, it was just bizarre. It just, I mean, Hoggy being off the pitch, it was was the whether it's yellow or red card, the, him being sent off was the right call, wasn't it? In that situation. So, when was the last time Jonathan Hogg got sent off? Question for you. Oh, both. no, this because it was, I think, what, what it, Watford away, wasn't it? Uh, Premier League. Premier League. Sorry, Matt. Nope. Ooh. Not Watford away. Watford well, away was season... two yellows. Give us a clue. Give straight red. Oh, my away game. No, I think I've seen that. The Watford one was ridiculous, didn't it? I mean, Casimo got booked against Leeds for. I mean, Casimo got booked against Leeds for shooting. And then Jonathan Hogg got booked second yellow for passing the ball at Watford, didn't he? So I'll always remember that one, Matt, against his nemesis. And I forgot who it was, the guy he had previously in the Premier League. He played at Forest, didn't he? He didn't get sent off today. He didn't get sent off for it, but it would have been a against Forest, no. But he got sent off the first time when he when he dropped him. Who was the player? Ariata. Ariata, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it seems to be it seems to be a big fan of of the Rock, does Jonathan Hogg? Because he pretty much gave Ariata a rock bottom, didn't he, against Cardiff? Back in August 2018, the Watford one was uh, the season before. Matt, um, what did you think at half time then? What were your mindset? Like, obviously, what's happening? Were you thinking we're still we're going to lose? We're knackered. Would you think we can hang on? We could still maybe win. What What were you thinking? The job's knackered. I oh. thought we'd lose. To be honest, I thought they yeah. would have too much quality second half. But I was a little bit bored. I thought we were fantastic first half. I know um, Daniel Farker kind of. He kind of gave us a sort of um, faint praise and took it away by calling us a bunch of cloggers, pretty much, didn't he? <laughs> but yeah. He, he, yeah, he mentioned the sort of, he, he said there was 18 minutes in uh, something the ball was in play, didn't he? Which they seem to have an, an issue with. It's not so, not a stat I tend to look at a lot, his, his ball in play. Um, but I thought we played well. I thought we, we had a game plan. I thought we executed it really well. I know we were a little bit agricultural at times in terms of, you know, tackling. Uh, Matty Pearson... Latin Somerville at one point and I thought that's what the Leeds fans were on about it was like an up an aerial battle and Pearson yeah. just sort of like bounced him bounced him a couple of yards and I thought that's what they were on about when Pearson thing. I, I completely missed the one down the back of the that was back a of booking the legs. I I booked, that. wasn't it yeah and I didn't think that was a mm. I didn't no, think I didn't. that was a booking to be honest because he won the ball with the header I know it was a little bit mm. it was quite um, physical shall we say but I didn't think it industrious. was industrious yeah, yeah. And then Bamford but, swung for uh, Ridoni, and uh, yeah, I mean, I about? thought Bamford and Nonton should have been booked as well. So it, I don't know. I'm no. not gonna. I thought it's. It, I don't think it was the easiest game for the referee, was it? Because we were quite, yeah. we were quite uh, snappy, shall we say? But I mean, that's what yeah. we had to do, isn't it? Because yeah. they're they're a really good side. It's what we had to do. The leads were very flat. I thought. I, I don't know if it was just because they played in midweek. Mm. You know, in the, the, the game in the FA Cup, which pitch were horrendous, Matt. Don't, don't forget that. that. That's bollocks. Is that the pitch was horrendous? There was Unbelievable. I think you must have um, seen Bradford pitches. But <laughs> I what that. I liked about what we did, Matt, were like we didn't. We, we we did. We kind of went forward and then we kind of retreated and we 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 were doing kind of different things and that as well. You know, like when I think of what Moore got totally wrong at Ellen Road, we were like so naive and open and that as well. And but when we came forward and then we, we kind of retreated back into a ship and that as well. And we, and we, and we got stuck in as we, we did everything that we need to do. I, I just thought it was really smart play from us. Cause I think it's really difficult in it in, in a game like this. Well, in, in modern day football to kind of get stuck in like they used to, you know, get, get an early tackling and all this lot. And I, I thought we just about got away with everything. And that as well. And obviously that it was so frustrating with the, with the og thing and that as well. But 
it, that's what you need to do against Leeds. I remember that Preston game. Getting the first goal that. against them. Getting the first goal against them so key as well. Because if they yeah. score first, they're off, aren't they? And that, that was yeah. uh, that was always going to be key as well. If they just scored first, they'd have. I think they'd have gone up a level and, and gone away from us. But um, I thought there were just little signs. I thought where Leeds just sort of cut open once or twice in that first half, and I was like, oh, if they do that a couple more times, we're in real trouble. But it never really came in the second half. Really, Matos came on for Danny Ward, didn't he, Alex Matos? And the amount of you, you don't get access to you to the um, stats on ground covered anywhere, unfortunately, because it's all in the sports bra things that they wear, isn't it? And um, Matos and Kasumi were unbelievable. They, you know, after Jonathan Hogg's been sent off, we're, we're a man light in midfield, and I just thought Alex Matos and David Kasumi were absolutely unreal in midfield, and you know, the amount of space they covered. The tackles they put in, I just thought they were both absolutely superb, really, really good. I mean, passing maybe not wasn't a strong point. I mean, Town's inability to pass the ball five yards is something which has driven me absolutely mad for three years. And but I just thought they were they were unbelievable. Rodoni was great as well. I thought in terms well, brilliant of brilliant, brilliant, um, but it, it's just the amount of work that we put in, and and you know. Leeds got back in the game, didn't they? But at the time when they did that, it was almost like they scarcely deserved it because they hardly yeah. done it. They'd hardly, I mean, they'd had a lot of the ball, but they'd hardly had any chances. And I mean, it was a bit of quality, wasn't it? Dan James plays in Roberts. And I think Roberts is a really good player and he, he puts a really a good ball in. Yeah. ball in and, and Bamford can't miss. And and he's onside as well. There's no no qualms with that at all. And and But after that, you expected them to really, really come at us and batter us and, 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 and win the game. But... It didn't really come, did it? I mean, Rutter had that header uh, from the set piece that went over and Somerville hit the post and I thought that was in. And I think if he'd have scored that, it'd have been really unjust. I thought, I felt the the draw was probably the the but, fair result, but Leeds just, just didn't quite, never really got no. out of uh, second gear, did they really? But Matt, I've, again, Rudoni, I just keep mentioning Rudoni all night, but again, Rudoni were massive in that uh, Somerville thing because he's Aryan and that kind of just... He could have maybe took it first time, some of them, but he, the fact that he it kind of pressed him on that. It wasn't the gap, yeah, no. he, it's honestly, Rodoni were absolutely sensational, mate. And and more for his, his discipline, his, his defensive work than anything else, his, his engine. He were absolutely sensational. I feel guilty, me. I think about three, four weeks ago, I were kind of saying... You slagged him off. Well, I'm you not slagged, slagged him off. Him. I, I was kind of saying, yeah, just saying kind of he's, he's not that kind of the player one. And since then, it's just been incredible. How weird compared to slagging off. Got it. That Stephen Chicken did last week. Slagging yeah, all off. We might get in the playoffs at this rate. Like they were saying on the other podcast last week, Matt, uh, he's only 22, is the guy, and that as well. And he, yeah, he is, yeah. he's, he's definitely just set for better things. He just seems a nice grounded guy, and that as well. You can just tell his kind of social media posts and stuff he does he does with the club and that as well. But you know what? It, it's so frustrating because my, my, I don't know how you watch games, but in my head, I was just thinking about a minute before, I think Leeds are running out of ideas here. I yeah. just thought this is happening. We could do it, and as soon as you think that, why do you? It's, it's almost as bad as Leeds falling apart again, and then I'll get sent off. It's just like the jinx, and he would just flash. He were a great ball in, won it, and that as well. And like you said, I just thought the the cavalry. It never came, Matt, did it? And and uh, no, I thought we saw strange, the game it? You pretty expect, well. You yeah, it because they had the players on the pitch to do it. They've got some great players. There's no one's going to sit there and say they're a bad oh. side by any stretch, uh, but it just never. They were just a bit flat. I don't know whether we kick them a bit too much for the liking or whether or whether they were just a bit tired I think they've had a, a, a run of games haven't they but uh, Johnny I mean the the rested get, the rested players midweek didn't they they rested Rutter they uh, rested uh, Somerville didn't they um, a couple of others until 
until late on. So it's not like they, they played 90 minutes and extra time midweek, but it was it was strange, wasn't it? Because I expected them to be, I expected them to be a lot more sort of at it really and, and attackers with with pace. But there was a Leeds fan afterwards said to me, he said that they lack sort of that creative central midfielder who can unpick locks if you like and and maybe that might have come into it because we did sit pretty deep in a low block didn't we and they did sort of struggle to sort of play around it I guess um, but I mean they brought on Joel Pirro who's an excellent player didn't they and all the players they brought on you were just sat there thinking Jesus Christ I, you know wish we had one of these and um, yeah. it just it was just I think you just have to give Town enormous credit for the way that we defended Tom Lees I thought was 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 outstanding really as well bad. Um, he, he 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 slips under the radar so often every week does Tom Lee's, but he's just so so dependable, isn't he? And and yeah. it was just it was just a, such a good digging in backs to the wall performance. And I think the the players come out of that second half with enormous credit because they could have, you know, in a, when that goal goes in for Leeds in in another on another day to quote a famous ex manager, we could have wilted and and and, def- and lost the game, but we didn't and. For me, Matos and Kasumu were were absolutely paramount in that in the amount of work that they got through. Yeah, Matos is a is a, is a brilliant player. He's, he's my type of footballer. At one point, he probably he didn't make the highlight reel, um, and nor should it really. But there's one point right from where I sit, so right from the dugouts where um, I he's kind of trying to get one point. He's, well, he's trying to get to the ball, and he, he's like running to it. The ball's coming along the on the, on the touchline. He kind of looks and thinks it's a bit too high for my foot. It's a bit too low for my head. He just full on dives. He, he like salmons to try and get anything on it. <laughs> awesome. And at that point, I was like, he, he's just yeah. I mean, I like Cozy. I think he is destined for for bigger and better things. But you don't know Chelsea. Chelsea breed players to sell them. And if you think you've got, if you're looking to kind of make some more investment, he'd be a quality player to pick up. And probably with a view to maybe. Oh, I'd love him. I'd love him back two, next season. Yeah. Time for, for more. Um, so if you're looking to look at that, take on that Brentford model or, or Brighton model, he'd be kind of would fit that brilliantly. And I, I agree with you. He did a press conference a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Um, and I think with the first few questions were a bit dry and he didn't seem to give much. But when someone asked him something interesting, you saw his smile. He does seem a really nice, kind of like personable lad. As, as do a lot of them, to be honest. As do a lot of them. But yeah, I think a lot of the credit does need to go to town, really. And, I th- and, and also, you've seen a few people say on Twitter, oh, it's, it's anti-football. I think people forget that. We were down to 10 men as well. So teams are naturally going to look to do that. I think a team in our position in the league is naturally going to look to do that anyway. But we were down to ten men. You're going to you're going to try and do it even more. Um, I mean, we weren't. It wasn't like we weren't interested in, in playing football. Um, when we got our chance, we, we tried to. Unfortunately, going back to your point earlier, there's a couple of times second half where simple break passes were made, or they were put out of play, or they were two three yards in front. And in that situation, when you're ten men down, and you're playing against a, a, a team like they, like they are in the league. Unforgivable, and it was a little bit frustrating to see. But then you can point to tired legs, tired minds as a bit of an excuse for that. But you've got to give them credit. I think they only really had, look at the stats, only had one shot kind of on goal in the second half. Um, I think they did kind of run out of ideas. They tried to mix it up, brought on Jimmy two strikers, they refreshed wingers uh, by taking Nutter off and bringing James on. And still, it, it didn't really work. Apart from, like I said, that one overlap from from Connor Roberts, who's a player that I, I really rate as well. I'm surprised he's not really kind of. Um, got in Burnley's first team for this season to be honest so that is surprising that he's back in the championship but it's it's clever he, he sees the space he drives into it he, he, he's a, he's ahead of it and it's just one of them um, but no I think I think a lot of credit does need to go for town I think it wasn't so much Leeds maybe a bit of tiredness but again like I said they didn't, didn't play first against Chelsea 
I did look at that lineup. The only time I probably looked at Leeds United lineup all season against prior to all the time just to see who, who they were playing. And I was a bit disappointed to see who they'd actually dropped a few, to be honest. Um, but no, I think you, you do have to give credit because they were compact. Um, they, they played when they could do. Um, great defending. I think Brody Spencer again was absolutely unreal. Um, I think he's probably just gone off for illness, hasn't he? But I was worried at one point. He did the kind of classic sub after making a great tackle and turn on the bench and did a sub. So I was hoping, again, I was thinking, oh God, not another injury. It's ridiculous. But look, I think he might just be down to illness. But what a player he's turning out to be. And again, I think Tom Lee's is exceptional. But I think everyone was. So I think it's credit to credit to town for recognised situation that we're in, staying smart, staying strong and good game management, which again is something that we've not really been able to praise town on for, for a while as well. So a lot of boxes ticked. And then, for me, um, I'll, say, I'll just throw this at you very, very quickly because Brighton right is a, a bit of a breath of fresh air, isn't he? Um, you know, we, we, we won all down. We're going to say the same thing, aren't we? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yep. Yep. And we've got two set pieces at the end and I'm thinking, just put the ball in the corner and hold it, we, you know, and take the point. Now, Brighton right is waving Pearson up, he's waving Lees up and, you know, he's going for it. You know, the, the win, you know, when we put two balls into the box, the first one they, they break from and I think we just get the tackling and the second one's right at the death, isn't it? But it, it's refreshing, isn't it? Because I would have taken the point. Darren Moore would have taken the point. Warnock probably would. Nagel, you know, everyone, not Nagel, but Father, you know, and then, but Brian Wright is waving them forward. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's, and you look at his um, interview afterwards, he's invested in the area, he's invested in the club, you know, he's walking around Huddersfield, you know, talking to people, having pictures and, you know, going to the coffee shops and stuff. And it, it, like I say, it's just, he's a breath of fresh air, isn't it? And you compare that to the previous manager who didn't want to live in the area and stuff like that. And it's just great, isn't it, to have someone who's yeah. willing to leave his family behind and come and get involved oh. in the way he is and, and speak the way he does and, and, and give us a team that wants to win games. It's two games, but it's two games, but it's looking like um, a really good point. But, but bring you back he, doesn't, in, Johnny. he doesn't just, he doesn't just, he doesn't just wave him on. Who's, I should know this bit of town podcast, but who's Worthington's assistant who we've kept on? Matt, Kevin uh, Russell, wasn't it? Kevin Russell. There you go. I tested you on that one. Kevin Russell's <laughs> kind of like giving them a bit of the instructions because it's a set piece. And he's kind of like a bit like, not, not, and Brighton Rice slaps his hand down and just waves like that, like, get up the pitch like it's not even a question. So he doesn't just wave him, he slaps everyone down and like, yeah, so he is, he is a bit of a pressure fresh air, but sorry, Chris, I'll let you, I'll let you carry on. No, that, it's, I'm glad you added that, Johnny, because, yeah, a few people up sat on that side said it. Matt, that was my biggest takeaway from the game. Forget the game, forget the trouble in the town centre after, forget the leads, forget the, the, the sending off. I went away last night thinking that that was just incredible, mate, that... That just, I could, it could be a false dawn, but I, I just walked away thinking that we are just in for so much exciting times with this man because there were gasps from when I was sat in, they were sitting, there were gasps like, what is he doing? Because, you know, what we're like us Yorkshire folk, we're pretty cautious, aren't we, and that as well. We don't want to risk it. And like I said, I think, I don't know if even Warnock were known for a guy who was kind of a, you know, kind of throwing men forward and that. So I don't think he'd have done that as well. But no, and exactly what you said there, Johnny, it would almost like he, what do you mean? You know, it's almost because they, they looked at him, did Lees and Pearson. It was almost like, why are you even looking at me? And it's just, we're going to go for the win. And he's just so refreshing. And I just think, I, I spoke to a few people last night who kind of pick us out when I were out. And that's all they wanted to mention, Matt. And and this is the thing. It's like just a culture that is, he's quickly developed. And, and he kept saying, was it, is it 11 days or whatever that he's been there? It's, it feels like he's been there a lot longer. And, it, and it's really, really good. I, I liked as well, 
after the game, he said, without kind of slagging Og off, because that's not what he would do, he said the red were unnecessary. So there's no doubt in my mind that he'll have had that chat if he needed to and that as well with Hog. He just, I love his interviews, mate. He mentioned again his restaurants and he won't mention which restaurants they are. It probably, uh, everyone's favourite pizza place, that Lee Clark, uh, we're always spotted him. Yeah, but it's, he knows what he's doing, mate. And, and I, I just think, oh, it's, it's just a shame it's just not at the start of the season and builds them. Because, it, again, as we're going to come on to in a minute, they, their battle to stay up is just ridiculous. But it just feels like we're in calm waters with this guy. We're just a massive moment. And can you imagine if we'd have scored there, Matt? It'd have been absolutely unbelievable. Obviously, could leads are broke and, and won it as well. But, you know what? I wouldn't have slagged him then. I, I know a lot, you know, the wise after the eventers would have done that as well. But I just, I just think early on, you're looking for signs that you've got the right man in charge. The the culture of, of defensive football and, you know, cautious and fear and that spreads to the fan base and that as well. We've just not got that now, mate. And it, it was quite staggering, I think, today, looking at some of them stats, thinking like we had in the second half, I think we had uh, what, 18% possession. And it just didn't feel like that game full stop, Matt. Even in the first half when we had a little bit more, it, I don't know, I just get a good feeling uh, with the guy and the fact he's a nice guy. But he looks like, to me, Matt, a guy that, yeah, you know, charms the interviewers and this and that. But to me, he can lay down the law. He's not the guy to be pissed about with me. And I think if people ain't doing what they should be in, in uh, Canal side, they won't be playing for him. And mm. it just, I just get a good vibe. Just hope oh, we can stay in the division. But I just thought we were a massive. I'm trying to kind of link it to back to the I don't know the Wagner and Middlesbrough where you could yeah you could see from the start. But I just thought that were a, a beautiful moment. And now when you buy a ticket to watch the Town, whether it be at Cardiff on Saturday or you know, West Brom next week, you'll know we'll try and win the game. And, and how refreshing is that for a supporter who, like, we've all been so frustrated when we're going to places with low blocks and just, you know, just absolutely it's desperate. Hour, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, it's weird, isn't it, that they've said to Anna today, it's like we're club record 1-1s, one isn't it? I think 72-73, that, that we had 11 uh, one-ones on with this season. But so you would think, but obviously half of them under the previous regime, but this felt like a win. And obviously uh, that's, Andre's words, they were they're my words as well. It was just mm. yeah, it was just a really a feel good day. I, I really enjoyed it and out in the town centre after the vibe, mate, was really good. People are really positive again about Odisha Town. They want to come and watch and uh, but again, just there's so much work to do on and off the pitch and the results and everything. But mate, I just is is it seems to have achieved a lot in a few months, but yet sorry, in, in eleven days, but yet we're probably nearer to the job than we were under more, but it's just chalk and cheese, mate. It just I don't like like slagging previous managers or, you know, regimes off and stuff, but just what what is achieved and I just the worthy four games were massive and he just carried it on, mate. But he's just got the authority, the charm, everything about him and it would it would an incredible moment. If we'd have stolen that win, mate, it the the PIWS it had boiled and if everywhere would have been oh mate, I were desperate for it to go in, but it just felt a, a pivotal moment, mate, and it's management uh, I just think anyone watching that thinking wow this is a guy who wants to win yeah Mikhail Halleck's goal from the edge of the box by the way you mentioned earlier was against Middlesbrough um, just remember that recall that yeah. one while we'll, we'll throw that in there um, Lee Nichols in the White Rose Club as well afterwards said Brighton Wright has just got such an aura about him on the training ground this is the kind of manager that you want to run through brick walls for as well which is you know sort of stuff that's really good to hear as well in the White Rose Club so it looks like I know it's only two games, four points, but it looks fingers crossed, touch wood, and all that that we might possibly have a good one, and we'll possibly just have a good break now. So uh, come join us again in a few seconds' time. Cosy, what what's your favourite away day? 
Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Right, Cosy. Uh, the Big Red End has a new name and it's uh, much better, isn't it? Uh, the North End has been renamed to the Terriers Together Stand. Uh, standing up to all forms of discrimination, a Terriers Together inclusion room has been created as well. Uh, a big step forward, you think, don't you, Cos? Huge, mate. And, and it so frustrates me when we get... Yeah, I know people like to post and everything, but when you see some of these great bits of work that the club's done, you know, on inclusion... You know, and getting people to the ground. I think a lot of people don't don't realise that. You know, if you've a certain you know kind of skin colour or ethnic background and stuff like that as well, you don't feel welcome at some of these sporting events. And it really frustrates me when people pipe up. You know, knocking this stuff from the club because it's all right for most of us. We can go and we can feel you know included and we can feel part of the scene. But there's people that can't. So I I just think it's it's just beautiful what what the club have done. Uh, done there and yeah just the club's always to me i always had really good values but there's a lot of people there so it's only a small kind of staff that we've got and they're they're working behind the scenes to do a lot lot of good things and another thing i wanted to mention as well uh, matt is these support drop-in sessions that are on a wednesday morning i think between nine and twelve in the uh is it the legends Legends cafe cafe bar and that as well i think it's brilliant mate because what again what you've got to remember is that there's been quite a few posts recently about antisocial behaviour with the club and it does depress me a lot of people are getting on their same names having a go blah 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 and I get some of it's like spanner but again there's some people who don't want to come to the games because of whatever you know some comments some of the stuff I was hearing in the town centre yesterday were horrendous man after the game and you know and, and stuff and, and it's just like You've only got to look there. There's empty seats. And I know people say, well, it's because we're not winning games. But I'm telling you, there's people that don't want to go to watch other show because of a lot of different reasons and that as well. So these drop-in sessions are really good. I know they've got these text numbers where you can text stewards and things like that as well. But I just think it's like a really nice thing that you can – and obviously not even can get down there on a Wednesday, but you can kind of email or, or speak to someone one-on-one because it could be absolutely anything. It could be a disability. It could be about affordability. It could be, you know, just about <laughs> – I don't know, just just the how they've been treated, maybe in the, in the White Rose Club or things like that as well. I just love it, mate. And and you speak to I, I know a guy who's got a season card at Man United, and I get obviously worldwide club, but it's like they don't get anything like this. So you, this what this what I love about town. You get you get to feel part of the the club. You can make a difference in there and that as well. And uh, yeah, I really like that, mate. The inclusion's like huge because it depends where where what kind of backgrounds you come from, but this this. 
people just think everyone could just like feels part of things, but they don't. And 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 that's what it's all about. You know, we're all together. Terry is together. We all like to watch the games in a different manner. You know, you see people bringing like their kids to the game. You some people like coming in at one minute to three after about eight pints, shouting and stuff like that as well. There's different ways people want to like kind of watch the game. People want to do corporate. You know, people want to just uh, you know maybe just get to five or six games and that as well. The clubs should be for everyone and that as well. And I feel obviously Dean Old did so much great work there of that as well. And I'm really chuffed that it was massive for me that like Kevin Nagel will uh, will buy into that because. Again, you speak to any Wednesday fans, Chancery and people like that. There's people feel like alienated from their clubs, depending on their owners. Ah, and I, I think we've got a good one, you know, and the fact that he's wanting to keep the work going and that as well. So, yeah, some people it might mean nothing. They might not give a toss, you know, tell us together. It's all about the three points on a Saturday and whatever. But you know what? Knowing some of the people who work in the background and work their asses off on that as well. Some of their comments were, you know, a bit out of order for me and that. So it doesn't seem to me whatever they do is like, well, then, can feel this day and, and and things like that as well. When they shone the uh, the training ground up, uh, you know, red the other day. I just think that's just like nice, mate. Just class touch and that as well. And yeah, long may this kind of stuff continue because as soon as it do, we don't, we don't, you don't get these dropping centres. We're not terriers together and all this kind of stuff. Maybe you know, an owner that's not got the community cluster out. The best thing about Kevin Nagel, yeah, all right, we want to know how much money he's got, but he's a community man. He want that one massive for me in our in getting him in. So yeah. Bit lovely to see and uh, yeah the new stand well the new name of the stand and that as well it had a good game uh, to get its debut yesterday as well yeah well said mate uh, right social media so this is something I think you wanted to touch on as well Cosy um, anyone who knows me knows that my least favourite fixture is, is Huddersfield versus Leeds it, for me it's a fixture that just it seems to bring out the worst in some people I, I just tend to shut off social media in the week leading up to it and for a few days afterwards because I just find the comments sort of not really befitting of well-adjusted people. It's just, um, maybe I'm just turning into an old old bastard, but um, I just, none of it's really funny or remotely clever. It's, they say it's banter. It's, it's not, it's just crass shite. Um, and it's just, it just seems to evolve around them lot going on about shagging dogs and then having no reason behind why they're saying it. And then it's not, you know, it's an old Bradford city joke from over 20 years ago that even they got bored with after two years. Then in response, it's, it, you know, town fans, it's better than touching kids up nonsense, et cetera. It's, it's just, just so tedious, isn't it? And then, I mean, I mean, at least Carmichael Dave had fun, didn't he? His, his timeline was a little bit crazy. I sometimes think that Kevin Nagel and co don't quite understand the town supporter base sometimes, but, you know, after a year, um, and to be honest, I don't really understand them after 30 years of supporting town. But, you know, Dave seemed to work out Leeds fans inside two minutes, which was quite amusing. Um, but, other than that, it's, I just I just find it just a really sort of tedious fixture. I just find the build up incredibly tedious, and and um, I, I just it's just not one I enjoy. Um, maybe it's just me. Is it just me, Johnny? I don't know. No, it's the same. In it, I think. I mean, banter and whining people it has got a real space in football. I mean, I've got a couple of close mates that are Leeds fans, and it. It started the week quite quiet, and as it got got closer, it got a little bit more banter. But that's that's in a closed group. Do you know I mean it's like I understand um, what's right or wrong within our, do you know I mean with our WhatsApp group and to, and to a friend, and it's fair enough. But it's like say it's that classic, it's that classic cesspit of place that Twitter can become, and some people seem to, do you know I mean not either quite understand 
how you speak to people or, or, or doing the way just to, to act on it. And it's, yeah, I agree with you. I think some, some people, it's just, you just need to have a look at yourself. It's not always to kind of police it or tell people what to think, but sometimes you just look at it and think, why, 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 why do you feel the need to, to write or say some things? And it was quite interesting, all the things that came back to, like I say, Carmichael, Dave. Um, I think he probably over in, Carmichael, which is a place which I assume why he calls himself Carmichael Dave, he, he probably was a little bit shocked and like educated himself a little bit around what, what English football fans are like. But I mean, some of the stuff isn't really funny. Uh, and I think some people just need to have a bit of a look at themselves. But other people that turn up on the Saturday and, and go to the games, probably not equally. So or maybe maybe two after some stuff happened after the game. But yeah, it's it, it it's one of them that you just gotta you just gotta try and ignore it and, and, and block it out more than I could do what you do about just just try and avoid it because a lot of people are idiots. I love the banner, but like obviously Neil, who uh, you know, who started the pub with me, Matt, he, he put a tweet out that got a laugh really. But a whole rep- club's reputation being proud of being called dirty and cry about a few tackles going in today and how dirty we were whoppers. To me, that's not much of a you know, that's a fair comment, you know, a bit of banter and that as well. But for someone to put stop going to Andy's man club meetings and just end it all, you'd be doing a massive favor. Disgusting, absolute scum. And like the best thing about that, you're trying to find a positive in, in a horrendous like reply is that the people to jump on it were like Leeds fans, you know, who were kind of friends of Neil and that as well. And it looks like the account's been suspended or stopped and that as well, which when you think of some of the, uh, you know, some of the stuff that people have put on their accounts like to celebs or whatever and that as well, it's took an eternity to get stopped. But yeah, just, I mean, obviously we come at it from a different angle. Matt, I were in great demand last week. I went on TalkSport with, you know, with Leeds person. I do with obviously that Yorkshire Obviously, I love the banter, mate. I love the banter. Yeah, just, just the sound guy, isn't it? Yeah. It's brilliant, mate. And that's what, but he was telling me about stuff that were going on, you know, like in the week and, and stuff. It's just so frustrating. The, the only positive that I would say, I didn't hear any of it, but obviously, you know, when we played Leeds before, I don't want to say the word, but begins with why. I didn't hear hardly any of that yesterday. So maybe people are kind of realizing that that's kind of stuff's not acceptable anymore. Where, you know, obviously when the Leeds Town games came kind of back, you know, good, like 2000, what was it, seven, something like that as well. That, that, all I were hearing was that as, as well. But yeah. yeah, just, I get there's always going to be edge for the derbies, but they were just, it was just frustrating yesterday. It's like my friend, like, did, uh, I didn't, I'd seen her for about 15 years. She were in a van next to the, uh, away and but she was just saying it's been really bad to, like just with some of the trouble but there were just people just looking for stuff and and yeah we just I, I think now i think what worries me is like if you've got kids and stuff people's not asked for that it's like just just crack on we'll just fight and stuff and i saw one or two incidents that were really poor but i just love obviously you know matt i love loads of different sports and for me it's like having that banter that interaction you can't beat like go to germany mate and like just drinking with like different fans and just having yeah, the like cracker what you're about. Yeah, and it's it's good. You, you know, with rugby league, mate, that, yeah, maybe it's not like it's still like, well, but you can still have some good crack, mate, and, and talk, oh, he's a good player, or that's a good player. But well, like you say, it just degenerates into things. But another thing that you've got to bear in mind that the, the social media people just wind it up. Sky Sports, you're like, they're obsessed like Lee mm-hmm. Nichols. They had to cut that bit out in the Lee Nichols. Yeah, he said what he said, but it's like, so everyone's steaming into him and stuff like that as well. It's, I think sometimes some of the media people can, you know, leave a lot to be desired. I posted that thing today. We're just like nothing. What, what's the guy's name? Chelsea sent about that. Give Og a bit of a send off. Uh, but it, it, the, the, it was a sun, sun kind of article saying, oh, hilarious. And, and it's just like, they were like glorifying someone like abusing a, you know, a player for being sent off. And it's, I just think the media's kind of got a lot of stuff to answer for some of the, some of the media, obviously 
you know, a lot of it is, is good, you know, the Archer post and obviously what Steven does and, and stuff like that as well. But other stuff just looks to like flat, inflame the fire and that as well. But for, for, for the first time, Matt, yeah, I know you've always said it, mate. Yeah, I don't like the Derby build-ups and stuff. And I, I do like doing the stuff with, with like the other podcasters and stuff like that as well. But yesterday were the first time I've kind of walked there and back and stuff we're building in town centre. There were people kind of hanging out of pubs, just looking for, trying to spot people. There were, what didn't help as well, there were no trains. So everyone's got to come on these railroad replacement buses from Leeds. So obviously everyone knows they're walking down there. And it was just like, it depends what your gig is, mate. But for me, it's just a game of football. But for like Neil to get that abuse and to for people, Sky to get smacked just because he had a lead scarf on. And I'm sure it probably happened the other way somewhere else. But it's just, it's shit, isn't it, really? It's just, I just yeah, don't I mean, get it, mate. But. I mean, a, a girl I go to the game with got abused as well just because she were in a town hat and outside there were people sort of hissing and spitting at families and stuff. And it's just, it's just not nice. But on the other side, there was a, a bloke who was a Leeds fan in the uh, Leeds Road uh, car park afterwards helping a helping a yeah. lady across the road with a trolley so you know not everyone's bad so there we go he seemed a really nice oh. guy so there you go so kudos to that guy but it's not it's just I don't know I just wish people could just not be so I don't know yeah. it's, just, it's just a nasty derby isn't it I just, just nasty I don't know if it's just I don't know I think I'm just getting old maybe Matt before you move but, on to the next bit I'll link you in here mate this time last year we had 11 games to go we were 6 points adrift of that line 11 games to go now. <laughs> it's, it's just, God knows what's going to happen, man. Jesus. Mate, it's, it's madness, isn't it? We came, came away. We've, we've got the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, we've, we've got a point that we didn't expect against Leeds. We've got a win at Watford. We probably didn't expect last week. So we've got four points. So we probably maybe expected one, didn't we, Max? And I've been saying all along, I think we'll be all right if we can stay out of the bottom three until after the West Brom game, because I think we'll be all right then. And then you get a point against Leeds and it's four points from six. And you think, bloody hell, this is, this is really good here. We, we're starting to move. And then all of a sudden you look at the results, Cardiff win, and we've got Cardiff on Wednesday. That's going to be interesting. Southampton thankfully did us a favour with Birmingham, didn't they? But Sheffield Wednesday winning relatively late. Was it last 20 minutes or something? That that was yeah, a slight disappointment. Sheffield Wednesday yeah. are one of the form teams in the league. You know, they're, they're doing really well at the minute. Plymouth on Tuesday at home. Jeez, massive. Yeah, QPR yeah. winning 2-1 at Leicester. How is and he what, not in jail, Matt? Jesus, he scored it, again, didn't he? It really grates me that Elias Chair is allowed to play. I mean, he, he's found guilty in Belgium last week. <sighs> And because the prisons are too crowded, they just let him go. And it's like, well, why is he not under house arrest or something? What, What is this rubbish? Uh, but, I mean, he's appealed, hasn't he? But, uh, I mean, there's no way he should be allowed to... I don't know. I don't, I'm not just saying this because us and QPR are down there scrapping out, but I just don't believe he should be allowed to play. I, I find it absolutely crazy that, you know, he's, he's playing football after what he's done, but we'll move on. Uh, Swansea Matt, winning, I'm- but, uh, I mean, it was against Blackburn, which is fine. Stoke Alan Nixon winning. reckons it's two. Any two from 13. We said nine last week. Can you even get it higher than that? How high would you go up now? Well, there's a, there's a Watford fan in the championship group I'm in, and he's convinced Watford are going down, and they're 12th, you know? So it's... <laughs> it's um, as Sunderland are on a really bad sort of run, but they're on 47 points. I mean, Sunderland, Cardiff, 47. Watford are on 44. They probably only need another five or six to stay up Middlesbrough 44 dropping like you know yeah, Swansea cool. Swansea winning about I still think it's I think 15th down I think you're looking at Swansea down but I think Swansea will be all right Plymouth's home form and they've got a couple of goal scorers there they should be 
Okay, Millwall have perked up, and that's really annoying because they look like they were they were dropping, didn't they? And Blackburn, I still think Blackburn might drop into it at some point. I'm not. Matt, can I throw something at you? Yeah, go on. He's still there, Matt. Yeah, yeah, go on. Can I throw something that David Archer keeps mentioning on his podcast with Steve and I? It's interesting. He, he, I'm not saying convinced, but he thinks if Huddersfield go under the dotted line, he, he'll find it really difficult to come back. But what worries me a little bit, mate, is that our big kind of six-pointers are in April. So he, he's, I'm not saying right off March because obviously we've got Rotherham and, and we don't, West Brom, where we play yesterday, why not? But it's do, do you are you on the kind of mindset that if we get – you know, in the, say I don't know, say in the bottom three this time next week, and it, we could be easily. Do you think mentally that's going to be a, a chattering thing for us, or not necessarily because it's a different manager, different one or two different players? No, what I think under Darren Moore it would have been. Um, I think we'd, we'd have we'd have sulked, but under Brighton, right? No, I don't think it would be a, a massive problem to be honest. Um, I, I think the the mindset from the club's completely different to what it was. It was quite negative, wasn't it, with with Darren Moore? I think if we'd have had a dropped in. I think we'd have would have been done for, but I, I just, under Brighton, right, everything just seems pointing towards. We seem to be looking up rather than over our shoulder a bit more, and it, it's just a it's just a better outlook. But the, the results are just like I say, the results are crazy. You know, yeah. you got Millwall winning again. You got Ipswich thankfully beat Plymouth, Stoke beat Middlesbrough two nil. Cardiff worries me, Matt, Matt, because I just think we put a massive effort into that game yesterday. Yeah, um, men as well. They're, they're playing really well. Uh, which with championship that don't mean a lot, but it's like I just and I, again I should I don't know whether this negative is coming. It's not negative, it's just Rotherham and absolutely dross. And you just wonder, don't you, on that sixteenth of March? They'll probably be as well, though. You know, they're yeah. Be it's I, I think well last year we did all the business. Was it in April? Was it in? I can't remember. Yeah, we're in April, wasn't it? Where we kind of delivered, and we might have to do it again, mate, and that as well. But it's I watched West Brom the other night, and I thought they were really good. Uh, and Carlos ain't going to come to. You know, have his pants pulled down next Sunday, so it's it is unbelievable. I know there's others in there, but it's uh, I, it kind of feels really dangerous to me, Matt, because mentally I'm thinking we've got a great manager in now, we've got players coming back. This don't feel like a relegation season where it obviously did last season under Maury, we're heading that way, but it don't feel like it. But that's what makes it, I think, even more dangerous for me. It's like now it's you know, <laughs> just, well, I, feel, I, feel, I feel the reason why is because we're actually regressing down the table quite dramatically but results are kind of seem to be going all right we, we're getting results where we, we kind of either we didn't expect it or, or would expect it and we're hitting those targets like if you look at the table on just after the games on the 14th we were five points clear we we're five points clear and then we obviously we lost coming back to you Matt we lose Hull we lost to Hull uh, we beat Watford away which is a good result do you mean a decent decent away, away win and then, and then a point which I mean, okay, at home, but against a team that had gone, I mean, record, record, almost record and beaten. Sat at the time, second league, which they no longer are. Just get that one in. But on paper, that, that's brilliant. That, that, that's that's a, that's a reasonable, I mean, for a team where we are, where we're not going to pick up points every week, we're in a relegation battle. Um, I think that's like, for the last five games, that's form of like ninth or tenth in the division. You think, well, fantastic, that's hitting all we need to hit. We, we should stay at least, continue to still be five points above the drop. And we're not. We're only out on goal difference. And you kind of think, how has that how has that happened? The two don't seem to marry up. And that's why you said, because of that, it don't feel, don't feel like we, we are where we should be because you expect, well, three, four defeats on the bounce. 
maybe the draw chucked in, okay, then you start to think, yeah, we probably have slipped down the table. You know, that's, that is what kind of does still worry me is the fact that we are doing all right. We are doing well. We do what we need to do, but it, it's still not enough. And it, it begs the question that either, like you said, the teams above will, will drop in because that is the caveat to that is the fact that teams above us now are, were five, six points above us and now, now they no longer are. So it's kind of good to be one of many rather than just having one target. I do think so. But it is, like I say, it is that line that we could find ourselves dropped below. And I agree with you. I heard Hartridge say the same. And I think what he's kind of saying is if it's a prolonged spell, you start to worry. But I think it is probably a bit different now because it, it, it's going to change every week. When you've got five or six teams that are split by one or two points, you will find it change every week. No longer are we going to be nailed on 21st week in week out because it will start to swap around. Um, I, I do think Cardiff are a winnable game as well. Again, over the last five games, they've got seven points exactly the same as us. So um, I agree with you. When, I mean, it's a little bit harder for us because of the game on Saturday was a derby, so it takes a bit more out. We've picked up injuries. We've still got players with illness and obviously we've played with 10 men. But I do think it's a targetable game. But it, it, is, it is worrying that... that ultimately defines us is that table and, and the points above 22nd and as we go in we, we are sliding down and down and down and down in I've, that in that position in that table I think I think another thing Matt like last season it felt like we'd gone we were finished we were finished under one up mentally as a fan base I think we'd all given it up and then we got with so we had nothing to lose. I think this is, feels a bit different now I'm not I've not seen it ever at any point where we're kind of miles out of it but it just mentally I just feel I just really, if you didn't show me a table and, and watched our games like last, including Worthy's games and, as well, I'm just thinking, wow, this is a team north problems. And yeah, we've got big problems. It's just, I can't get over it. But you know what? We wanted a mid table season at the start of the season. I don't like to dice with death, but in a sick way, don't you think it's kind of exciting this or not? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a little bit. There's no such thing as a mid table season, is there, in the championship oh, at the no. minute? Top 12 are going for the playoffs and the bottom 12 are trying to stay up. It's mad. But over the last six games, so Johnny's touched on some of the form there, but over the last six games, QPR are fifth in the championship and Sheffield Wednesday are sixth. That's why we sort of are where we are. Unbelievable. Huddersfield are ninth. Huddersfield are ninth over the last six games in terms of form um, above Leicester and Southampton. Swansea are 12th. Cardiff are 14th. I, th- I think they've won the last two, haven't they? Which have, have sort of picked them up a little bit. Bristol City are sort of dropping. Birmingham 17, Stoke 18, Millwall 19, Sunderland 20, Middlesbrough 21st. Interesting, Plymouth are 22nd. Uh, they seem to be in a little bit of a fall at the minute. Watford and Rotherham are the bottom two. And over the last 10 games, Huddersfield sitting 12th over the last 10 games. So, you know, it, it is a case of, you know, pretty much carry on doing what we're doing and we should be okay. But you look over the last 10 games and the bottom three is Blackburn, Bristol City and Rotherham. And, and Watford are just above, and Millwall and Stoke as well, just above that. But QPR, QPR is seventh over the last 10 games. It's absolutely crazy. Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. 11th, and us 12th. It took 3,000, Matt, to Leicester yesterday, QPR. That's the fan base are up for it, mate. 3,000 yeah, to Leicester. It's, it's strange. They've got a good manager. That Cifuentes is a, a really good manager as well. And I'm a Armstrong, wasn't he? Come on, cheers. He's, he's, he's a good Sinclair yeah. Armstrong. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. He's scoring. He's, he's good. Um, but, you know, Chris Willock as well. They've got some good players, QPR. Sheffield Wednesday, Danny Roll's doing a great job there because I don't think Sheffield Wednesday's team's as good as ours or QPR. But Man, Danny do Roll's feel doing about, something really good. My Wednesday, my Wednesday mate, is so frustrating because, like, they win and he looks at the table and it's like everyone else is winning. I says, mate, you shouldn't have started the season in October or November when it <laughs> is. But how do you feel with a Carlos return, Matt? Do you think that's going to be a, 
even an harder game than it normally will be or do, no, do, are I you mean, confident I mean, of that no well West Brom are good aren't they the fifth yeah. um Carlos, the way Carlos sets up is that they're really good at just sort of like hold, you know, where they're good at keeping you at arm's length and then picking you off. Uh, they're just, just very, very good at that. And that's, that's probably going to be the worry is we'll go at them and they'll just sort of like hold us at arm's length and then pick us off because they're very good at that. I think when, when I looked at Leeds and West Brom, I actually thought West Brom might be the stylistically the harder game of the two, just because we kind of made for them a little bit more than, than what Leeds were. Um, but I think that's going to be a tough game. I mean, we said, didn't we, last week, if we get three points from Leeds, Cardiff and uh, West Brom, we'll be, we'll be quite happy. And I think that'll be the case. I'd, I'd take three 1-1 one, one Darren Moore draws. I'd be, I'd be quite happy with that. Um, but now it, all of a sudden it feels like we might need to win one of them. And that's um, it, it is crazy, isn't it? The Championship's such a, such a good league to, um, to watch, isn't it? But being at the bottom is, uh, is not so much fun because you just can't seem to get away when you're doing well and when you're doing badly you don't seem to get any further adrift it's it's such a bizarre league um but yeah the, the form table at the minute indicates the ones that should be worried are rotherham obviously uh blackburn millwall and stoke but when when stoke win 2-0 against middlesbrough all of a sudden you sat there thinking well, it's just gonna all go out the window now and none of this is gonna make any sense going forward um because he's having a mare johnny so you're gonna have to jump in here he's um I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like I say, he's going to be one of them that just changes week in, week out. And I think, like I say, all, all we can try and do is, is target those games around us. Um, that will ultimately be, be what defines us. And we touched on it last week, didn't we, in the fact that you'll start to get teams that turn a foot off a gas or it'll mean different things as, as we hit them. And we, we do a few of those. Um, I think I think second tier put out um, it wasn't their their work, but they put out a difficulty rating of those teams. I think it went up up to Plymouth. The like, difficulty rate they're running, and I, we were kind of sat fourth or fifth in that. So there are there are things in our favour, um, but it, it it is gonna it, it well it's town, isn't it? it we're either we're either looking to kind of like for playoffs um, or or kind of like top two, or we're looking to try and stay in the league. So it's just. For most town fans, it's as you were, business as usual, isn't it? And any normal season. For anybody that's listening, uh, not watching, it's because uh, he's having a bit of a shocker. He's maybe needs to go to the Huddersfield Town drop-in centre on Wednesday for some of the IT stuff that they're, they're on about there. But he's, uh, he's muted himself and he's staring longingly at what's going on onto his laptop, which is which is fun. But we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast anyway. Um, whether Cosy whether Cosy could hear us or not, so it's you know, but you know it's it's been interesting week again, Johnny Cosy Cosy's back. I think I think he can hear us now. But it's been another interesting week, and we've got two big games coming up now: Cardiff and and West Brom. Losing both is no longer an option. So and and unbelievably, I think did Leeds and Stoke play Tuesday night? I mean, we could go into technically we could go into the game against Cardiff in the bottom three, and that's that just feels crazy doesn't it given the recent form but it is what it is at the minute and uh hopefully town fans can keep uh keep keep up sort of um the the attendance like against Leeds the noise was really good wasn't it um at, you know for a lot of the game you know we, I think that really needs to uh, happen in the remaining home games as well and hopefully we can get over the line but 
I think that's all we've got time for this week, Johnny. So thanks to uh, you and Cozzy uh, for joining us this week. Thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring us. Email me, please. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll catch you next week. There's a team that is dear to its followers. The colours are bright, blue and white. They're a team of renown. They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say who can be the town today and then the bells will ring so merrily and every ghost shall be a memory so town play up and bring that cup back to others the town play up and bring the cup back to The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.